And good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again. The Oh, The Pain podcast It is a Friday. It is March 25th. It is 2022. And the Joe Beningo Oh, The Pain podcast, of course, is brought to you by Beach Camera, by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by KZ Sports Marketing, and by Anita Discount Tires. Now, before uh, I start the show, as I say, uh, every time we get rolling, a lot of people have been asking how they can sponsor this podcast. Uh, and there's really uh, only one way to do it. If you go to my website, oldthepainpodcast.com, click on the Sponsors tab. You can fill out the form, and uh, we'll get back to you. We really appreciate all the uh, love, excitement, all of that stuff. And uh, we welcome you into the fold. All right. Here we go. Lots to talk about. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up. I'm going to start with the, the football free agent signing. So so here we are. I had this doctor's appointment on, uh, I guess it was Wednesday, right? And I'm getting all these phone calls from all my buddies, all my Jet fan buddies. Uh, my old partner, Evan Roberts, called me. Everybody's called me. Ernie Acosta, you know, my producer uh, over all the years. And all my, you know, Tommy Keenan, Ira in Staten Island, all these guys, Joey and Clark. Everybody's calling me about the excitement of Tyreek Hill possibly on his way to the Jets. Well, when I heard about it, and I wasn't thrilled. I got to be honest with you. My first thought is, okay, Tyreek Hill, great. What are we giving up? We're going to give up one of our number one picks. What are we giving up here for Tyreek Hill? And as it turned out, when you look at what the Miami Dolphins wind up uh, giving up for Tyreek Hill, I was thrilled he didn't come here. I got to tell you, I don't now, the Jets would have had to give up their two number twos in this deal, not to mention signing them to a big contract just like Miami did. And I guess what happened was the Jets actually and the Dolphins both presented trades to the Chiefs, who I guess couldn't sign Hill, you know, the money deal. You know, how we know how that works in free agency now in the NFL. At all. It's always about money. The Chiefs were presented the deal from the Jets. The Chiefs were presented a deal from the Dolphins. They accepted both of them. And they left it up to Tyreek. Tyreek, where do you want to go? Would you rather go to New Jersey? Sir, sure, really. Would you rather be in New Jersey with the woe-be-gone franchise that is the New York Jets that have won six games over the last two years? Uh, or would you rather go to the Miami Dolphins, Florida, the number one state in the country, the lowest income tax in the country, the best governor in the country, and we can get into that as well, not to mention the weather for a team that has had winning seasons the last two years, even if they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, I don't know about the move to get rid of Flores or him, whatever, but uh, be that as it may. Where would you go? Where were you going? So you can't blame Tyreek for going to Miami. God bless him. Let him go there. Miami gave up a ton to get this guy, uh, a number one, a number two, a lot, whatever they gave up. <laughs> they signed him to a big contract. You know, I... I, I do guys like Tyreek Hill, I absolutely don't trust, especially after you give him big money. You know, when he was in Kansas City, he had maybe the best quarterback in the NFL. He had one of the top coaches in the NFL. He was on one of the best teams in the NFL. When you when he goes somewhere else, if he came to the Jets, I got no confidence he's gonna be the same guy. Remember Santonio Holmes. Jets got Santonio Holmes. His first year, he was there, 2010, when he was playing for his contract. He was tremendous. He was great. Couldn't have played better than he did. Soon as they paid him, what happened? 
right into the tank. And I'm not saying that's what Tyreek Hill is going to be, but it really scares me. I'm very glad the Jets did not make this deal. You do not become a championship team by free agent signing. You don't build teams that way. And by making trades where you're giving up draft choices. I am thrilled the Jets did not do that. You know, to me, they got basically four number one picks because they got those two high picks, the fourth pick in the draft, the 10th pick in the draft, and two high picks in the second round. So I am I am very happy that Tyreek Hill decided to take his talents, as did some basketball player who I, I forgot the guy's name once said, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. So God bless you, Tyreek. Go to South Beach. The Jets keep all their draft choices. Go draft a wide receiver, maybe with the 10th pick in the draft, even though I'd rather have the center from Iowa if the Giants don't take him. Maybe with the 10th pick in the draft, or certainly with one of those two second-round picks. There's no reason the Jets can't come up with a wide receiver. Jets did a terrific job in free agency, at least on paper. Uh, So I'm really happy they didn't get Tyreek Hill. Now, while we continue, you know, again, let me let me preface that. If they just got Tyreek Hill as a free agent and they didn't have to give up anything for him, I, I would be okay with Tyreek Hill. But having to give up draft choices for him and then having to give him a big contract, very, very scary. That worries me. So I'm glad that didn't work out. Like I said, enjoy yourself down in Miami. Now, how about some of the other moves in the NFL? How about the – how shocked were you? I know I was. That the Falcons traded Matt Ryan to the Colts. I, I I couldn't believe it. Probably the all-time probably the all-time player in the history of the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, I, I who else is it's not Steve Barkowski. It's not Dion. He didn't stay there long enough. I mean, you tell me who the guy is. Yeah, he's got to be the all-time number one player in the history of the Falcons. Tommy Nobis, who they drafted a hundred years ago. Remember him? Oh boy, am I old. Anyway. It's got to be Ryan. I was very surprised about the deal. They trade Ryan to the uh, to the Colts, who, of course, uh, needed a quarterback because they got rid of the uh, absolutely brutal Carson Wentz, who they traded to that team in Washington. I forget the name. Of it. I forget what the name is in Washington. Was it the Nationals? Is that, is that the Wizards? Whatever that team is in Washington now. They traded him to Washington, right? So they get rid of Wentz. And really, it's a big upgrade. I mean, Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz, I mean, you know, is, what kind of call? There is no call. So I was very surprised by that. And I was also surprised that Atlanta uh, brought Mar- Marcus Mariota in. I mean, are they going to make Marcus Mariota their starter? I know Arthur Smith, the head coach there, had Mariota when he were in Tennessee when he was the offensive coordinator. But is that really where you want to go, Marcus Mariota? But who knows? I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, very surprised about that deal. And where does that leave Baker Mayfield? Where is, where is he going? Does he wind up with the Seahawks need a quarterback, right? They got Drew Locke in that trade for Russell Wilson, but they need a quarterback. Maybe Baker Mayfield winds up there. He's terrible, too. What does it say about Baker Mayfield that the Cleveland Browns gave up everything they possibly could to get Deshaun Watson from Houston? And look, Deshaun Watson's a tremendous play, don't get me wrong, but we all know about the major baggage that Deshaun Watson has. You know, maybe he's not going to jail, but there's still this uh, little little deal with 22 women accusing him of whatever they accused him of. And the Browns gave up everything in their brother to get this guy. So what does that say about what they thought about Baker Mayfield? Well, I mean, well we all know he's not any good. I mean, it was a terrible pick with, with the number one overall pick. 
And we'll see how it works out with Watson in Cleveland. I don't know how that's going to go, but, you know, that's the kind of move that teams that never win make, you know? Really, seriously. I mean, that's how I look at that deal for the for – the, did I say Indians? <laughs> that's how – don't say that word. That That's how I look at deals like that for the Browns. This is one of the reasons the Browns have never been to a Super Bowl. When you make a deal like that, you know, these are the kind of things that set your franchise back even more. You make a mistake with a guy like Mayfield, then you double down by getting rid of everybody and their brother, like I said, to bring in Deshaun Watson, and you pray it works out, and you pray the off-the-field issues uh, don't really uh, really destroy uh, your franchise. So we'll see how that plays out for the Cleveland Browns. The other thing that I was a little surprised about, uh, not really surprised, but you know, Aaron Rodgers resigns with the with the Packers, and he's losing his wide receivers. Devontae Adams goes and signs with the Raiders. Uh, Valdez Scantling just signed with the Chiefs. I guess he's going to be the guy that's going to replace Tyreek Hill. And who's Aaron Rodgers throwing the football to now? Who's the big receiver there? I, I can't even think. I, I right? Who is, who's their number one guy now? So is Aaron Rodgers? What is he thinking? Boy, I came back to I came back to Green Bay. And now my two top receivers wind up going somewhere else. Unbelievable. But, you know, it is what it is. Life in the NFL. So just some thoughts on the ongoing free agency, the ongoing moves uh, in the National Football League. Now, the absurd vaccine mandate, which has prevented Kyrie Irving from playing basketball, you know, in, in the Barclays Center, has finally been lifted by the esteemed mayor, Eric Adams. And why did this finally happen? Okay. Well, I mean, look, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, uh, the the days of the pandemic are done. I mean, it's been two years already. You know, uh, follow whatever science you want to follow. Most of this has been political science. We'll, We'll be it as it may. But why did Adams finally come to his senses and say, Wow, I, you know, I got to change this mandate. Well, here's my theory on it. It was going to affect the baseball teams. It was going to affect the Mets. It was going to affect the Yankees. You know, guys like Aaron Judge, guys like Jacob DeGrom have never stated whether or not they're vaccinated or not. And opening day is fast, fast approaching. April 7th is coming fast and furious, just a couple of weeks away. And I think the uh, the powers that be, I think Randy Levine with the Yankees, I think Steve Cohen with the Mets, I think they went to Adams and said, look, we got to get something done here. We got, you know, we cannot have, our, you know, a couple of our premier players, and God knows how many guys really have not been vaccinated for the Yankees and the Mets, and we don't even know. Who knows the real answer to that? I don't know. But I think that, those guys finally got together with the mayor. Maybe they threw him some money. Maybe they, hey, yeah, Eric, let me give you some campaign money, whatever it took. I wouldn't be surprised if some money changed hands here. And finally, Adams capitulated and ended this stupid mandate, which is going to allow Kyrie Irving, how about this, to finally play games at the Barclays Center. I think there's six home games left for the, for the Nets in the regular season. I believe that's what it is. And then, of course, He'll be able to play in the playoffs because the Nets are going to be right now. The Nets are in that eighth seed in the Eastern Conference, which means they're going to have to be part of that seven to ten play-in uh, tournament, whatever you want to call it. So, but finally, Kyrie is going to be able to play games at the Barclays Center. How about that? How about that? You know, I, I've said this before. I've said this in my podcast in the past. 
Never a big Kyrie guy. A little nuts, a little wacky. You know, he thought the world is, still thinks the world is flat or whatever the deal may be. He's always kind of been a little out there. You know, he had his issues in Cleveland. He had his issues with the Celtics, all of that. But he's a tremendous player. I mean, let's be honest. He's one of the top 10 players in the NBA. Uh, there's no way to, even with Kevin Durant, there's no way the Nets can win without Kyrie Irving. Uh, he's a great, great player. But I, I I like him now because I admire him because he stood his ground. He was not going to be forced to be vaccinated if he didn't want to be vaccinated. It's his body, and I give him credit for that. And I hope the Nets really make a big run. Now, I'm not a Nets fan, as you know, but I hope the Nets make a big run here. I really, really do. And maybe, maybe someday, maybe someday before we all leave the earth, maybe Ben Simmons will play basketball again. How about that? Do you think we'll ever see Ben Simmons in a net uniform. What do you think? I mean, I, is he going to play? Does he want to play? Does he care about basketball? What does he want to do? I have no idea. Maybe he wants to run for something. You know, everybody runs. Or maybe he runs. But anyway, I don't know. But it'll be nice to see if we see Ben Simmons ever play basketball again. We'll see. But very happy that the uh, vaccine mandate has been lifted by Eric Adams. Like I said, I think he got a lot of pressure put on him by Randy Levine, by Steve Cohen. And uh, if it wasn't for the, I really believe this, if it wasn't for the baseball season starting very, very soon, and the fact that big time players in New York, like I said, Judge, DeGrom, who knows who else, have not been vaccinated, there's no way that he lifts this mandate. So let's thank the the powers that be with the Yankees and the Mets, and they've changed everything, and they have now freed Kyrie to play basketball at the Barclays Center. Okay. Joe Beningo with the O oh, the Pain podcast, Friday, uh, March 25th, 2022. You know, let me just throw this in there. It is a year ago today that I got my second hole in one. A year ago today, I got my second hole in one. My wife's looking at me because we also got vaccinated a year ago today. Our second vaccine. We got a year ago today, March 25th, 2021. We got our second vaccination. I got my second hole in one. How about that? Which was tremendous. I got the plaque. I'm looking at it right now up on the wall with the other one. I got the two plaques for the two holes in one, which just shows you that as bad a golfer as you are, if you throw enough shit at the wall, you could be lucky enough to get a hole in one. And I've been fortunate enough as bad a golfer as I am. Like I said, it took me it took me 20 years to get bad. I've been playing golf for about 20 years now. It took me 20 years to become a bad golfer. So that just shows you all you need to know. But even guys like me can get holes in one. So there you go. And I actually have two. And so, But it is a year ago today I got my second one. A year ago today we got our second vaccine. And uh, tomorrow will be a year ago that my wife and I were both sick as dogs the day after we got the second vaccine where we could basically move. We could not move the entire day. Well, we got up and by 10 o'clock in the morning, we're both passed out again because we were so just completely out of it from the second vaccine. But that, I digress. I'm digress a little bit here, nevertheless. So uh, just a little anniversary that I felt I had to, you know, acknowledge. Every now and then you got to, you got to do that. All right. Now I want to, let me, let me bring in some of my sponsors here. We always love bringing in our sponsors. I really do. First of all, we'll start out. But first, let me start with KZ Sports Marketing and my buddy Kenny Zor, who has done a, a tremendous job hooking me up with all kinds of uh, different interview possibilities. We had Wesley Walker on a couple of weeks ago, 
and uh, we'll continue to have guys. I won't mention who's coming up, but we got a list of guys. Well, okay. I can tell you we'll have Marty Lyons, the former great Jet defensive lineman. Uh, now, of course, he does the uh, games on radio with Bob Wischusen, does the color commentary with Wischusen, does a terrific job. Uh, he will join us the Monday prior to the draft. That's April 25th. He'll join us, and we'll we'll break down what he thinks the Jets are going to do in the draft and, and all of that. So Marty Lyons will be coming up on uh, April 25th, and that is Kenneth, uh, courtesy of Kenny Zor and KZ Sports Marketing. So we want to thank Kenny. Uh, for all the help he's uh, given us. And by the way, this Monday, every Monday now that we do our uh, our interviews, Monday I will have the guy who I think is the premier sports columnist in New York, and that is Mike Picaro of the New York Post. And uh, Mike will be with us on Monday, and we will talk all things uh, sports. We'll talk a little NCAA tournament. We'll talk about the you know the Jets and the and the Giants and what they've done in free agency and look ahead to the draft. We'll talk about the upcoming baseball season with the Mets and Yankees. We'll break all of that down. Talk maybe a little NBA. What do you think is going to happen with the Nets? His thoughts on a another wasted season by the, by the New York Knickerbockers. So Mike McCarroll will join us uh, on uh, Monday in our uh, uh, interview segment. So, But again, I just want to thank Kenny Zor for all he's done for us. Of course, also Hackensack Brewing Company. You know the deal on them. Uh, located just 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in uh, Hackensack, in beautiful Hackensack, New Jersey. They're open from 4.30 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. That's the tap room, 2 to 10 on Saturday, 12 to 8 p.m. Sunday, uh, 78 Johnson Avenue, Hackensack, New Jersey, right behind the Tombstones. Remember, we've done a couple live podcasts from the uh, brewing company already. We'll do more. We're going to have another one coming up probably sometime once the weather breaks so we can do it outside. But uh, go check it out. Go see Mike Jones, the great Mike Jones, TJ, my uh, son-in-law, Andre, all of them over at the Brewing Company, Hackensack Brewing Company. And you can tell them that uh, Joe sent you when you do that. All right. Joe Beningo here with the O oh, the Pain podcast. A couple thoughts uh, on the uh, NCAA tournament. How about the fact that – and this just shows where, where college basketball is today. Here we are. We're going into the Friday of the Sweet 16, day two of the Sweet 16. Of course, the big game tonight, uh, St. Peter's, the Cinderella so far of the tournament in Philadelphia playing Purdue, the last of the Big Ten teams. How about that? The Big Ten had, what, nine? I believe it was nine. uh, Got nine bids into the NCAA tournament, and the only team left standing is the Purdue Boilermakers. Everybody else is gone. Michigan was beaten yesterday by Villanova. How good is Villanova, by the way? How great a coach is Jay Wright? Jay Wright has built an unbelievable program now at Villanova. I mean, they are a heavyweight powerhouse. They can win the, this can certainly win this tournament. They've won two national championships now uh, in the last six, seven years, uh, 2016 and 2018. Uh, he has be, really become one of the great coaches and one of the great programs in the country. Villanova was always a terrific program. You know, going all the way back to when I was, uh, you know, I was a, a youthful kid going way back into the early sixties. Nova was always good. There's no doubt about it, but now they've really, and of course we know 1985 with Raleigh Massimino and when they won the national championship, that, uh, iconic upset over Patrick Ewing and Georgetown and all of that. But now they have become really one of the premier programs in the country. They win last night. They knocked off Michigan, knocked them out of 
uh, you know, leaving only Purdue in, in the Big Ten. Colin Gillespie, tremendous player. Uh, Nova now will move on to the Elite Eight, where tomorrow uh, they will take on the uh, – who is Nova? Oh, they're taking on – that's right. They're playing uh, uh, Houston, who beat uh, – didn't beat Gonzaga, but beat Arizona. And that leads me to my next point. Three of the four number one seeds are all gone. Houston knocked off Arizona last night. Uh, we saw North Carolina in the uh, second round. Uh, they won their game. They knocked the defending national champions Baylor's, Baylor out. And North Carolina will play UCLA today in a heavyweight matchup of two of the all-time programs in the history of college basketball. Maybe not quite the heavyweights they've been in years gone by. You know, when John Wooden, Dean Smith, Roy Williams, and all of that. But certainly um, two of the biggest name college programs of all time. They'll play later on UCLA and uh, North Carolina in a round of 16. So three of the number ones are out. Baylor's out, Arizona's out, and Gonzaga went out last night again to Arkansas. How about Gonzaga? You know, aren't you sick and tired of freaking Gonzaga? I am sick and tired of hearing how great Gonzaga is. Oh, they're a number, every year, number one seed, Mark Few, the coach, right? Last year, they were undefeated going to the championship game and lost to Baylor. They've been to the Final Four now a number of times. This year, they couldn't even get out of the round of 16 as they get knocked off in a Sweet 16 last night by Arkansas. Unfreaking believable I am tired of hearing about the Gonzaga Bulldogs and what a great program they are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're great. Maybe if Gonzaga played in like a, a league where it was like the Big Ten or maybe the ACC or maybe the Big East, you know, maybe if they played in a, a, a real big-time basketball conference, maybe we wouldn't look at Gonzaga as, you know, as great as, uh, you know, maybe uh, they get the credit for being. So Gonzaga goes out again. What a shock. Only one number one seed is left, and that's Kansas. And they play against against Providence tonight in another really appealing game, as we'll see if Providence – remember, Providence won the Big East regular season. Uh, we'll see if they can – Villanova won the tournament. We'll see if they can move on uh, to the Elite Eight with Villanova. And, again, we'll see tonight whether or not St. Peter's uh, can continue the Cinderella move and uh, knock off Purdue and get themselves to an Elite Eight. You know, one thing – let me say this, too, about St. Peter's. It really bothers me. You know, Kevin Willard has now left Seton Hall and uh, gone on to Maryland. And let's be honest. I mean, Kevin Willard, yeah, he got Seton Hall in the tournament every year. And basically every time they got in the tournament, they underachieved, right? Did they ever get out of the second round when he was there? No, they never even made it to a Sweet 16. So I think Kevin Willard was a little overrated. But, you know, he parlayed it into a bigger job going to the Big Ten and coaching Maryland and all that. And you know that Shaheen Holloway, who is – you know, the coach now at uh, at St. Peter's and obviously has done a tremendous job here. You know that Holloway has got one foot out the door. And he's going to, as soon as St. Peter's gets eliminated, maybe if Purdue beats him tonight, by tomorrow, maybe may, oh, maybe by Monday, Holloway's announcing that he's on his way to take the Seton Hall job. So if I was playing for St. Peter's right now, I wouldn't be too thrilled about that. I, I mean, I guess they don't care. Who cares? <clears throat> Some of these kids that are uh, seniors, you know, maybe they don't really care about the whole thing with Shaheen Holloway, but uh, I, <clears throat> it's typical as I uh, continue to almost uh, croak here. It's uh, typical of college basketball that these guys are always looking for the next job. So good luck to St. Peter's tonight. 
I hope they win. I'd love to see them advance, somehow get themselves to the Final Four. We'll see. But uh, the NCAA tournament has been interesting. Duke won last night. Uh, I got to tell you, I, I've had enough of Krzyzewski. He's been, uh, oh, my God. Can they can can, can the genuflecting to Krzyzewski, to Krzyzewski be any more than it is? I understand he's one of the great coaches of all time. I get it. You know, he's been at Duke for 172 years. He's won five national championships. All of that, all the different, you know, uh, over the years, the evolution, if you will, of college basketball and how he's kind of grown with it and all that. But I'm tired of it, you know. Please, lose already, will you? I, I, I don't know if I could take it if Duke won and, and just the, the ass, I'll use this word, the ass licking they'll be for Krzyzewski if Duke wins. I mean, it's bad enough now, you know, Jim Nance can't gush enough about him. You know, I'm like, Nance and Rat. I love Coach Rafferty and all that. Grant Hill, obviously Grant Hill played for him at Duke. I mean, right? I mean, come on. I mean, really? Is he really better than John Wooden? Really, is he? I don't know. Is he? Wow, John Wooden was different time. You know, I mean, he had Kareem. He had Walton. Oh, you know, he didn't have to go through, you know, the one and dones that we got now and all of this stuff. He didn't have to go through the shot clock and he didn't have to go through the three-pointers. And all. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Anyway, I'm rooting hard for, for Duke to get beat. I, I hope Arkansas beats him. I got to tell you, I didn't want to see him get to the Final Four. Let him lose. I want to see him go down. I have to tell you. I if they do get to the final four, I'd love to see Villanova beat him. Let Jay Wright stick it to Shishevsky, please. Great coach, one of the all-time greats. There's no disputing it. Top five coach in the history of college basketball. I can't say he's not, but I've had enough of the ass kissing of Mike Shishevsky. I gotta tell you that. All right, let me get a couple more of my uh couple more of my sponsors in here. You know about you know about Beach Camera? I got one more thing to say about college basketball, too. But let me get Beach Cameron here. My buddy Isaac, he's been with me since the beginning. You know, Beach Cameron, they've been in business for over 30 years. They offer all the top brands, LG, Samsung, Sony. Uh, give my guy Isaac a call at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. Uh, you can stop in at 80 Carter Drive in, in beautiful, stellar Edison, New Jersey. Just a stone's throw from the Rutgers campus in Piscataway. Let him save you some money now. If you go in and you use code JOEBJWEB for $15 off your order of $100 or more at beachcamera.com, and they will take care of you. See Isaac and uh, all your electronic needs. That's the place to go. We want to thank him for keeping with us all these uh, all these months that we've been on. And, of course, my son Johnny, my buddy Ari over at Anita Discount Tire in beautiful Rivervale, New Jersey, home of some of the better golf courses in New Jersey. Rivervale would be one of them, Blue Hill. Well, Blue Hill actually is up in 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 uh, in uh, Pearl River, New York. I had to think about that for a second. But Valley Brook as well. But anyway, Rivervale, New Jersey, home of Anita Discount Tire. Check it out. Go see Johnny. Go see Ari. They'll take care of you. Anything with your tires, anything with your service for your car, please go check out Anita Discount Tire. Okay. Joe Beningo, the Oda Pain podcast, Friday, March 25th. 2022. Don't forget Mike DeCaro again. He will join us. He of the New York Post, great columnist that he is. He'll join us Monday in our regular uh, now interview segment. And uh, we'll have a lot more coming up as we go on. I got to say one more thing about the NCAA tournament. I am sick and tired. Tell me you're not sick and tired of the absolute. We know the NFL is over officiated, right? The NFL officials stink. 
You know, they, they can't wait to call a penalty. You know, we have, we know how they can affect the outcome of football games. We we know that without a doubt. Aren't you sick and tired of the over officiating in the NCAA tournament? Oh my God! I'm watching the last couple minutes of the Villanova game last night, right? You know, Villanova, Michigan, and they're going to in the last minute. They must they went to like replay like four times. Give me a break! How much? I mean, give me. You know. These games, the first, I would say, the first, I don't know, the 40-minute game, the first 35 of 36, 37 minutes of the game go pretty quick. And in the last three minutes, take two hours. There's a timeout. Oh, then we got to check the replay. Then we got to do this. Oh, we got a timeout again. Oh, we got a foul. We got to stop the clock. Oh, my God. Oh. Seriously, it really takes away from the tournament. It really, it, to me, it puts a damper. I just want to see basketball. I don't want to see the referees standing at the, you know, at, at the desk there, the shot clock desk. Oh, well, let's go to replay. Oh, my God. What a disaster. All right, it's almost time for me to go. I think I've said enough. I think I, maybe I ticked enough people off. I don't know. Maybe the Krzyzewski family. <laughs> ticked them off a little bit. Anyway, go Arkansas. Go beat them. Get them out. Enough already. You want enough, Mike, go. Go retire, see you. Uh, especially the way he holds Tommy Amica. But that's another story. We don't want to get into that. All right. I want to thank everybody that's been listening. I appreciate all the support. Uh, don't forget, Mike Carroll will join us on Monday. Everybody, I'm actually got a golf. I'm going to play golf with Joey from Clark today. How about that? The great Joey from Clark. Always under control, always mellow. Uh, so uh, we'll play with Joey today. Everybody have a great weekend. And uh, we will talk to you Monday. Uh, Joe Beningo, the Ode to Pain podcast, signing off. And as I say to everybody, all the love.